Hi there, this is Connor Gilbertson, Public Relations Coordinator with the Region 5 Prevention Resource Center and Alcohol and Drug Abuse Council of DP's Texas. I wanted to let you know, before we get started, that this is a podcast about substance use. Sometimes we are going to talk about stories or details that may be tough and uncomfortable to hear. Our overall goal is to help people be healthier and happier. With that being said, do what you need to take care of yourself. Feel free to pause and step away if you need to. This episode will be right here when you get back. The most important thing is that you take care of yourself. Thanks. Now let's grow. Today we are here with the clinical director, Brad Bell with ADAC. How are you doing today? I'm good, Connor. How are you doing? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. So just kind of kick things off. Tell me about the services that the clinical department provides. Okay. Connor, we provide outpatient counseling as well as screening and referral to treatment, what we call the OSAR program. And I'll I'll explain what that is. But we provide outpatient counseling for anybody that wants to have help for drug or alcohol problems. They can come to the office and be screened. And whenever they're screened, we can either do one of three things. We can do nothing or we can send them to outpatient treatment, which we will do ourselves, or we can send them to uh, residential treatment, which we don't provide, which we'll have to do out of town. But one of the main things that we do, ADAC, it serves the 15-county region of Angelina, Nacogdoches, Hardin, uh, Houston, Jasper, Jefferson, Newton, Polk, Orange, Sabine, San Augustine, San Jacinto, Shelby, Trinity, and Tyler. Our main office is in Lufkin. We have uh, offices in Nacogdoches and also uh, office in Beaumont. And then we also go to satellite locations as well as like Crockett. We go to Livingston and we go to Jasper to provide our services. ADAC works on a state grant. And so the state gives us money to help with the problem of substance use in, in the community. And how we do that is whenever somebody comes in, we provide them the first step in our services is an OSAR screening. And what OSAR stands for is outreach screening, assessment, and referral. That's the first step. That's the gateway to the state-funded services. And so it, it doesn't cost anything. Anybody can come. And if they have concerns about their substance use or they can, you know, refer somebody that they know, it takes about an hour or two to go through the process. And that's when you sit down with a counselor and you talk with them and then they determine how bad your substance use issue is. And it may be mild, it may be moderate, it may be severe. And based on that, then the counselor will then make a recommendation to the appropriate treatment level. And so in Lufkin, we provide the outpatient treatment. In the other outlying areas, we may refer it to another provider to provide the outpatient treatment. So that's kind of what we do. If we determine that somebody has a severe substance use program, we may refer them to residential treatment, which ADEC does not provide. And so then we were refer far out to, to that, those services. And on OSAR, you're talking about sitting down with a counselor. Would that be in person or can that be over the phone or is there a mixture? So when COVID happened, we didn't even shut down at all. We kept on going and, and we just did it by phone and, and over Zoom. But now uh, COVID's getting uh, coming back a little bit, but uh, we have we've transitioned back into in-person because we really feel like, and also the state has directed us to provide face-to-face now. Now we will, if there are logistical reasons or something like if somebody is in a very far outlying area, we can provide some services over the phone. But 
we're trying to get back to being in person because obviously being face to face with the counselors is a lot better. We think it's important for the outpatient counseling. Whenever COVID, in the midst of COVID, we were doing everything by Zoom and over the phone. And, you know, although it, it was a great resource to have and we were glad to be able to provide services, we really could tell that, that it was not as effective as, you know, a face to face meeting in an office with a counselor one on one. And then also part of the outpatient treatment process is group therapy. And so that was a lot different doing it over Zoom. And, you know, in our opinion, it's just not near as effective as, as being in person with a group. And so we're, we're getting back to that now. I guess talking about the counseling services, mm-hmm. what's the big differentiating factor between individual counseling and group counseling? Okay. So, you know, if somebody comes and that they're having a problem with substance use, then the state has determined that the best approach to their modality of their treatment is a combination of individual counseling as well as group therapy. And a lot of people, they don't really understand that because there's a lot of shame and guilt involved with substance use and alcohol use. But there's a lot of power involved whenever you get in a group setting and you admit your problems, you know, and you don't just show up. This is a process that you get to know your group members, but, you know, it's a give and take thing. You know, you get in the group and then people share things, you share things. And more than learning from the counselor, the people in the group learn from each other, what they're going through and, you know, how they are coping with things better without using substances. And evidence-based research has found that group therapy is very effective. And so we use a combination of group therapy and individual therapy. Yeah. So, you know, whenever somebody comes into outpatient counseling, the first thing we do is we do a, a, a real in-depth assessment of what their specific problems are, you know, be it substance use touches all aspects of a person's uh, life. But that that may not be the only thing that's going on with them, you know, and so we will assess them to determine, you know, their mental health needs, their uh, employment needs, their, their family needs, and just kind of the whole person. And so, you know, while we're addressing their their substance use problems, we're also addressing other things in their life that's, you know, of course, affected by that. And so, you know, that's the first step of the outpatient counseling is to do an in-depth assessment. And then from the assessment, the counselor and the client in the collaboration will make a treatment plan. And so that is a plan for what's going to happen in the treatment. And a lot of people ask, well, how long is treatment? And there's not really a set amount of time for, for the treatment. It can be a matter of a couple months. It can be it can be longer. It can be several months. It, it depends on the, what's made in the treatment plan and if, if those objectives are met. And so that's kind of a rundown of outpatient. Once the treatment plan is made, then usually it's a combination of individual and in group, usually a group a week, and then like bi-weekly individuals is kind of typically what they do. And then we start out with saying like it's probably going to be about 90 days. And so, like I said before, we are state funded. And so we run a financial eligibility report whenever we first make contact with the client into outpatient services. And then how much they pay is based on a sliding scale. And the state pays for the majority of people's treatment. So you really have have to make a lot of money to have to pay for it. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And how, how you were talking about with the other factors that may be there. I know RSS falls under clinical, correct? Okay. But we had done a previous podcast episode with them kind of mm-hmm. diving into the handoff that exists between RSS and counselors because counselors can only go so far. But RSS picks up that stick and covers that extra ground that you're talking about to where, yeah, the substance misuse is one thing, but 
being able to really look at the other factors that may be there and also start to mend other bridges that have, you know, been torn down with families, friends, whatever the case may be, but really starting to focus on more so the social aspect behind mm -hmm. everything. I will talk about the RSS program that stands for Recovery Support Services. And that's something that's uh, new that's around the country. And uh, we've recently received grants for that. And we've had our RSS program for a couple of years. And what that is, is it's recovery coaches. And so these are people that work for ADAC that are in recovery from substance use themselves. And so they're a coach for them. It's been really, really helpful for us counselors because it's just another support for these people as they're going through their recovery. You know, we can, once we get somebody in outpatient services, then we can also hook them up with the recovery coach and the recovery coach can do a lot of things, you know, not just specifically about recovery, like taking them, of course, obviously they can take them to meetings and introduce them around to the recovery community, but also they can really help them do things you know, to address their other needs. Like, you know, they can take them, if they don't have transportation, they can pick them up and take them to a meeting or they can pick them up and take them to get their driver's license or, or whatever, you know, barrier to recovery is facing the client, then the recovery coach can help them, you know, meet that obstacle. And then also the recovery support services program, we have money that we can also help the clients. Like if they're just getting out of residential treatment and, and they don't have a place to stay, we can help them with their rent. We can help them with their bills until they get on their feet. And so it's been very successful and we're just so happy as a combination, you know, the, the counselors, we go through the treatment, but then whenever they get towards the end, and like you said, it's kind of like a handoff. You're going to transition through the counseling to the recovery support services and the recovery support services can last for over a year. And so it, it's been really helpful. I was going to say, and they, they haven't been around very long, have they? No, it's a fairly new thing. I would say it's just a matter of a few years old around the country and the state. So that's impressive of the amount of difference that it's making at such an early age from yeah. start to now. You know, man, for somebody that's been involved in substance use for a long period of time, whenever they say, okay, I've had enough and I want to get into recovery, it's like really just starting a whole new life. And to have somebody that, you know, is like their mentor, somebody who has gone through that, you know, not too long ago and can really relate to them and really, you know, hold their hand through the process. And, you know, not that they're going to do it for them, but they're going to be there for them. It's just very, very helpful because it takes up the gap. A counselor, you know, for ethical reasons, counselors, you know, can't get as personally involved as the coaches do. And so it's been wonderful. Kind of going off of that, talking about all these different things that the clinical department provides, mm -hmm. uh, what do you feel people may not know about the clinical side of it? Okay. Well, I would say one of the first things that I would hope that people would know about ADAC and the services we provide is that, first of all, I think that there's a thought that it costs money or something. Well, that's not the case. You know, you can be seen. If you think there's an issue, you can get a screening to see and it doesn't cost anything. And then, you know, if you do need some counseling, then like I say, it's based on a sliding income scale. But in most cases, you know, people can receive counseling and, and it won't cost them anything. And so that's important. ADAC counseling, we're substance abuse, obviously, but there's a lot of other aspects of people's lives that, that we touch, you know, because substance abuse does affect all areas of people. But if you go into recovery for substance abuse, it's going to improve your family life. It's going to improve your financial situation. It's going to, you know, and so all these things go hand in hand. And that's what ADAC does is to hope that the whole person will improve through the counseling. What would be the best way to contact the clinical department? Okay. The main 
main office is in Lufkin. And so you can call the, the main number and just say, hey, I'm, I may need some help. And so, you know, it's 936-634-5753. That's the main ADAC number. Last thing I have is just anything else that you may want to say or mention to those that are listening. Uh, Connor, you know, substance use does not just affect one portion of the population. I mean, there it affects people of every segment of society in East Texas. So, but once we come in as a group and of course, everything is protected by privacy, HIPAA regulations. And so we don't share anybody's information or anything. It's all confidential. You know, there's somebody that could maybe in a high paying job and they may have a problem. And then, you know, they may be in treatment with somebody that's working as a cashier at a convenience store, but we're united by the problems that we're facing and we go through it together and we draw strength from each other, you know? And so I think that's really one of the things that ADAC does well. And we're kind of the one-stop shop, you know, if you have a problem with substance use, you come in and we can refer you to residential treatment and then you can go for 30 days or so. You can come back and get into the outpatient treatment, do that for a couple months. And then you can, after that, you can transition to the recovery coach program for the last year. And so, you know, you could really be in ADAC services for a year enough to get yourself really back on your feet, whatever that may look like for you. If you or someone you know needs help with a substance use issue or concern, or if you just want more information, you can call the Alcohol and Drug Abuse Council of Deep East Texas 24-7 at 1-800-445-8562. Give, Get, Grow is a production of the Alcohol and Drug Abuse Council of Deep East Texas and the Region 5 Prevention Resource Center. We work in Angelina, Hardin, Houston, Jasper, Jefferson, Nacogdoches, Newton, Orange, Polk, Sabine, San Augustine, San Jacinto, Shelby, Trinity, and Tyler counties, where we offer prevention, intervention, and treatment programs and services. The Prevention Resource Center has a ton of information about the region available for free as a part of its mission. For more information, visit adacdet.org prc5. That's A-D-A-C-D-E-T dot O-R-G slash P-R-C-5. A big thanks to Brad Bell for speaking with us today and a big thank you to all the listeners. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date with our latest episodes. Follow ADAC on Facebook at A-D-A-C-D-E-T and on Instagram at A-D-A-C underscore D-E-T. Thank you for joining us. Be safe and take care of yourself. And we will see you next time here on Give, Get, Grow.